Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good morning, and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS. For nearly seven decades, Champaign-Urbana's daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join it on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or email us at talk at wdws.com. Now... Here's your host, Brian Barnhart. And good morning, everybody. Welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts. Sun is trying to come out here as we get ready for a potential winter storm here in the next few days. I guess today's the nicest day. Sunny and uh, 38 degrees, partly cloudy uh, tomorrow and a high of 35. Uh, rain, then snow. And we're going to get down to below zero, I guess, at some point on Thursday. Uh, models are all over the place. Could be one inch, could be eight inches. Um, so, <laughs> somewhere in that range. But uh, no matter how much snow there is, uh, the wind, I guess, is going to be a big, big problem starting uh, Thursday and into Friday. So we'll keep an eye on it. Uh, we'll be headed down to St. Louis here for the basketball game. I know a lot of you are going to join us down there. And I guess... Uh, just plan accordingly. Uh, I guess there's a chance, depending on how the storm moves, you could get down to St. Louis and then, you know, have to stay a day or so. I, I don't know. But uh, I think I know that uh, the basketball team adjusting, I know some of the players and their travel plans for home and so forth, they've been adjusting some of that as they go and uh, just getting ready because we got the game on Thursday night. The storm's supposed to hit then and then uh, all day Friday, um, depending on where you are and depending on how much snow we get. Um, the word blizzard has come up, but uh, but we'll see. Uh, you know, there's different models showing different things. So the wind is going to be a problem, though, and the cold temperatures can be pretty frigid on uh, Christmas weekend. Glad you're with us uh, here this morning uh, on a uh, penny for your thoughts. 217-356-9397 is our number. Text line at 217-351-5357. Castle Heating and Cooling presents that. And you can email us, talk at wdws.com. Uh, we have Clarissa Nickerson Foreman with us here this first hour, just doing an open line. So if anything you want to throw her way, you can certainly do that. We'll just talk about stuff here for a little bit. We'll do an open line the second hour, some open line tomorrow time as well. And then uh, I'll have to leave early tomorrow, get out of here during the course of the second hour. Mike Hale and Grant Thompson. Mike on Light Rock 97.5 and Grant, our general manager, have agreed to sit in the last half hour of the show. Uh, tomorrow, while we head out to uh, St. Louis, and so we'll um, we'll get those guys on to fill it out. We'll do the show uh, Thursday from St. Louis, and then uh, Friday is a best-of show. And we did a show on April 11th. It was the day after our friend Jim Turpin had uh, passed away the previous day. We did a tribute to uh, Jim Turpin, the longtime host of uh, Penny for Your Thoughts for 40 years. And uh, that tribute will rerun that show on Friday. 
heading into the weekend. There'll be a best of show Monday, best of show Tuesday, and then I'll be back live on Wednesday, and then we'll get ready to head to Tampa for the bowl game. All right, so 909, Hutchcraft Van Service. Van Service, they've got uh, all kinds of trucks, 50 or more. Vans and trailers, special commodity drivers for transporting high-value equipment, household goods relocation, storage capabilities, secure, environmentally controlled warehousing. These are just some of the services they provide. Short-term and summer storage for students. They're located at 1614 North Lincoln in Urbana. And uh, they've been around for decades, family-owned. They've been around since the 40s. And in the 50s, they joined the folks at United Van Lines, became a United Van Lines agent. They simplify moving in Illinois or maybe across the state line, whatever the case is. The best value for efficient moves is your friends at Hutchcraft Van Service, longtime advertisers on here, and uh, just support them with your business. 1614 North Lincoln, give them a call, 217-328-3333. All right, Clarissa joins me next here on A Penny for Your Thoughts, back in a moment. Illini family, this is Brett Bielema. You've got the home of Illinois football. News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. We're on Penny for your thoughts. Within a week of Christmas here, coming up this weekend. Hope you're ready for it. Uh, 913 at uh, DWS. Clarissa Nickerson Foreman. She's ready for it, right? Yeah. Christmas? Ab- totally, Brian. I'm <laughs> yeah. not waiting for any packages or anything. Absolutely yeah. ready. Everything's wrapped under the tree. Keep telling yourself uh-huh. that. Yeah, keep, keep, yeah. Whatever, whatever gets you through you Sunday. You got a lot of stuff on order, huh? <laughs> oh, man. I got, I'm waiting for so many packages that I'm, I'm going to need UPS and FedEx to come through for me because if that snow comes, my kids are going to be, they're going to find out who I really am. <laughs> I didn't, your husband works there? Yes, he, he works does? at FedEx. So they're working seven really? days a week right now. Really? So I know that they're pushing packages out. I just need them to come to my house. <laughs> <laughs> well, how are you? I'm doing great. Good? Yes, yeah. I'm good. The flu yeah. took my littles out about a week ago. Really? All of my littles were sick. So There's a um, lot of that going around. Man, it's wiping them out. So we were able to stay healthy in the older kids, but man, that's mm-hmm. it's it was vicious. So mm. I'm glad everybody's on the mend and they'll be... Uh, good for christmas no is everybody out of school yet or not no they're no. they're they go to school till wednesday but wednesday. they're they have this weird schedule they, they're doing those weird things where they're out every day this week early hmm. so like my kids are just showing up at home I'm like, what are you doing here oh we got out early oh man so they need to do like a color coordinated thing or something uniform needs to put out this is the day your kid gets out early these are the day, like because they mess up our schedule you know so hmm. yeah i need a color-coded yeah. calendar for yeah. that unit four has been talking a lot about a lot of different things you mean like uh, snatching away our children's educations? Oh, you mean the, well, the balanced calendar, right? Is that because you have kids in the my balance. kids are in balanced calendar? That's one. I know there's been a couple of proposals, and then there was another one. Yeah, that came out. I'm so, pretty sad that of all, of everything that they came out with with this that the, that they took away balanced calendar schools. I know that the mm-hmm. teachers and the families really enjoy it, and I know it's it's just important to the community. I've seen what it does for my older children. Uh, that are, have graduated and how important that balance calendar was. So I'm pretty disappointed. I, and I've made the decision that my children will not go to unit four, my elementary kids. I just can't. It The the disruption and stuff is just so, I'm, I'm just so concerned. So mm. I've had to make that decision, unfortunately. Now, did I see the Garden Hills? They were going to do, some, was it K through eight? They're going to do Garden Hills and they're going to do IPA K through eight. Mm. But I mean, if you if your kids are, like say my kid is a fifth grader, she would then have to go to Garden Hills for middle school, which would be, difficult so she'd have to go to edison or jefferson 
you know, so mm. it's just it's weird for those kids that are becoming out that didn't start at the K through eight schools okay. um, to just jump over. So, I mean, I they're not good at ironing out things. So we're going to have just as many questions today as we're going to have in September of next mm. year. Mm. But the original two proposals sounds like they were kind of put on hold. The ones that was it there sounds, was talk of how yeah, it was going to disrupt a lot of folks. It sounds like they did the proposal. Well, they came up with this extra alternative that is the smallest percentage to affect kids. Mm-hmm. But when you say that you're going to remove balanced calendar schools, I don't think that that factors into the equation of how that affects those teachers and those fa- because a lot of families and balanced calendar schools, especially teachers, they mm-hmm. depend on those breaks. They their lives are set up. Their mm-hmm. daycare for their children is set up by that so when you change that you know you might have teachers that now have to pay for daycare and that now have child care issues because of this so it's just it's very inconsiderate which is what i've gotten from unit four and the superintendent recently is complete inconsideration and um you know i hope she responds to my email from two weeks ago if you're listening dr boozer the regional superintendent asked you to call me back so i hope you will hmm. so um for people that don't know what a balanced calendar is. So they go to school yeah. from July till June. They get six weeks off. They have three three-week breaks throughout the, sem- throughout right. the semester, um, throughout each quarter, basically. Mm-hmm. And then, like, spring break is – that's their break for the, for the spring is, mm-hmm. the, like, a two-week break. Right. And the Barkstall had that. And what was the other one? Uh, Barkstall – I believe Stratton was balanced calendar and then Kenwood. Kenwood. Yeah. Okay. And we All didn't right. have any of the older – schools on balanced calendar but i do think the older schools can benefit from balanced calendar is mm-hmm. what i've learned from teachers and educators okay and uh, just yesterday we had the funeral for scott bennett i uh, did the, see the, that. the really big loss yeah i saw that for our That's community terrible um because I know I don't know how much interaction you had with him. Um, Unfortunately, I just didn't know him like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's man, that's terrible. Yeah, he was. Um, he was one of those guys that he was in a he was in a downstate Democrat, but he was also you know in an area that he served a lot of constituents, rural constituents, yeah, and so I mean, forth. He had to kind of you know you got to fight for anything uh, you know south of Chicago, and so anybody who's doing that or doing any kind of jobs like that, you know. You know, if you're getting things done down here, it's because the people up there, you have a voice. And so we, mm-hmm. we got to have a voice in downstate. So the loss is, you know, it's going to be, yeah. we'll, we'll notice it for sure. And he was working on uh, the Safety Act all the way up till the very end. And yeah. was really instrumental in getting a lot of, uh, you know, changes that a lot of people felt needed to be done. So, I saw that. So we'll see. All right, 918, let's see what people think. We're just doing an open line here. Clarissa's with us here for this hour. And let's see. Here is Mark. Hey. Good morning. Mark. And happy holidays to uh, Clarissa and you. Yes. My question has to do with the FOID card, specifically uh, the impact that the FOID has on a negative um, negative ability on the uh, uh, people of color, specifically uh, weapons possession when you're really not doing anything other than just being of legal age and possessing a weapon. Uh, Indiana, you don't need a, a FOID card. No other state requires a FOID card, as a matter of fact. Illinois is the outlier in that. And I see these young kids being picked up, you know, with a gun in the car that are over 21 that aren't doing anything, and suddenly they're getting a felony, which follows you the rest of your life. And I'm just wondering, and I'll hang up and listen, wondering what her thoughts are on the FOID card and its negative impact uh, upon the community, because the criminals are still going to use a FOID card. But what we're doing now is criminalizing people that really 
don't need a criminal act. I mean, you go over east of Danville and do the same thing, and it's just, okay, well, have a nice day. Hmm. Okay. And I'll hang okay. up and listen. All right. And I'll Thank, hang up and listen. Thank you, Thank sir. You. Yep. I personally have never been a big proponent of the FOIA card, but not because I mean, like, based on gun laws or how it affects society. I mean, for the black community, the FOIA card is actually um, – it's a, another obstacle. Uh, and, and I say that because young there are young black boys or young black men who are picked up with a gun. Um, and they're simply their only crime is not having a FOIA card. And so, you know, your whole life is ruined. Now you have a felony for the rest of your life for something that, you know, I believe wholeheartedly the FOIA card was put into place as an obstacle for African-Americans to obtain guns. And we know right now that black women is I think there's a 67 percent increase in black women being concealed carry holders and getting in, in, you know, getting their uh, their license and getting guns and purchasing guns. And so um, I just I saw recently there was a young man who got arrested and I knew he was the victim of a shooting a few months prior and he was arrested with a gun. And instead of him being seen as a victim who was like, man, I'm protecting myself it was just he didn't get a FOIA card he got charged and now he's you know his life is ruined and when you're a felon you never can possess a gun anytime you you ever have a gun I mean your life is just ruined and so I think that I think there can be something we do better to do that and also more legal guns keeps us from having illegal guns and the illegal guns you have on the street are because say I have a friend who doesn't who's a, a felon he can't have guns well he has five or six well if he gets robbed he can't call the police and tell him about the six guns missing because he wasn't supposed to have them anyway. So mm. that's why the illegal guns are going to be on the street so much. And so I feel that, you know, we could stop those instances if it was simply you'd be a registered, you know. But I just the way that felonies carry, you know, for people and then they can never have a gun or they can never. um, act, I mean, essentially, it just wipes away. I mean, a felon, you know, a felony is just really hard to overcome in life. Mm. And so it just I, I've always so I'm not a big proponent it's, of it. It sticks card. with you. It, it yeah. sticks with you. Yeah. I mean, it really does. And it, it alters, you know, your ability to do lots of things. And so to see young kids have that issue when it could just be simply, you know, because like there are other states I'm learning that, you know, don't have a FOIA card. So mm-hmm. that was really that was super interesting <laughs> to learn that. I'm like, oh, wow, they don't teach yeah. you that in schools. Yeah. yeah so. Carissa Nickerson Foreman is with us. Uh, coming up, we got municipal elections next spring. Oh, yeah. yeah people man, have been telling me Clarissa needs to run for something, but Clarissa I mean, didn't run for anything. No, Clarissa so. didn't. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Clarissa did not run for anything. And I, I say this wholeheartedly. You have to honestly want to serve with the people who are serving in order to run. And I know that I did not want to serve with this with this group of people and with the way our, our community is going. Our community puts my voice aside as a black woman for white saviors. There's not a spot in municipal uh, you know, government for Clarissa. Mm-hmm. Now, Senate seats or you know, moving up somewhere like that, there may be a space for someone like me, but I don't think that uh, little old Clarissa you know, fits into okay. you know, municipal government. But I'm excited to see what happens, and I hope that, uh, I hope that the voters take, take you know, the election seriously and really start, stop voting against your own self-interest because, man, y'all keep voting against yourselves, and it's, it's the saddest thing I've ever witnessed. Mm-hmm. I know Don Gerard got in I uh, did for mayor. See that. I, I saw know Deb's that. running. We just had Deb on. She's running for re-election, and so, and I'm trying. They were several. It was a handful of council. People, yeah, I think the uh, same people were running for council. I think they were already on. Bruno didn't run again. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Kathy Shannon from the school board decided to run, which mm-hmm. you know, personally, if you know, I was on the school board and we were over expenditures and construction projects and. Most of the kids weren't reading, writing, or learning. I don't know that a move to city council would be my decision making, but hey, we all we all do things differently. Hmm. And uh, I saw there were several uh, school board 
I mean, different school boards around are attracting some candidates, it seems like. Or I mean, they, we, we have this thing where we ha- we, we like to recycle people. And so an, an, a former board member ran for Champaign Unit 4. So mm-hmm. um, it's just some, I don't know. Like You think it's hard to the, just get people to do it? When is the new people coming? You think it's hard to get new people? When, when yeah. are the new people coming out? Yeah. I'm serious. Like, we need some new people to come out. Can we get some buses? Like, I'm serious. There's no new people coming out, and we just see the same recycled people. And if you were on the school board 10 years ago and that didn't go well, I'm pretty sure the Keep Central Central thing was a big thing at that time, and it didn't pass. And, you know, to then come back and be like, well, now I, you know, now I got the answers. I don't know. You ain't have them then. So, but I mean, one thing about Champaign County politics, people have ambition, and they will try, try, try again. Mm hmm. Well, I know uh, you had, uh, what uh, Von Young ran, but he didn't. Uh, he came close. Yeah, he, he did didn't come win. Close. I just love Von. Yeah. Man, I just like yeah. Von. I hope Von does gets back in. I was hoping some of the people who ran for county might switch over to the municipal elections. But um, when I was talking to Von, he was just like, you know, you he's doing something because he wants to do it. Mm-hmm. He's not interested in just going to the city council because the seat was open. He he really felt or like that's board where, or whatever. Or county yeah, board. Yeah, yeah, he really felt like he wanted to go where his voice you know, mm-hmm. was open and where it would matter. And so I like people who run for office because they want to and not because they've been recruited. So, mm. okay. All right. Any thoughts for Clarissa along the way? 217-356-9397. Text line at 217-351-5357. I got a quiz for her too coming up. I'm going to throw quiz. a quiz at her. Uh, 925 here at DWS. Back in a moment. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's easy to listen to us anywhere. Download the News Gazette app and click on Listen Live to News Talk 1400 at 93.9 FM. All right, we're on a penny for your thoughts. 927 here at DWS with Clarissa Nickerson Foreman. The Beef House in Covington, Indiana is a great place to go. If you've got some family in town, you're not quite sure what, uh, how am I going to feed all these folks? Well, let uh, Bob and Bonnie Wright feed them for you. And they've got uh, great appetizers, great menu items. It's a, it's a huge menu. Or you can do the lunch buffet if you'd like to do that. And uh, they've had their Christmas shows. They'll have other shows during the course of the uh, summertime. But uh, the food is where you go, and the Beef House Rolls, beefhouserolls.com, if you'd like to see the menu yourself. Uh, say hi to Bob and Bonnie. Ask them about the new coach at Purdue, who we happen to know, Ryan Walters, and uh, whatever else you want to talk about. Number one Purdue Boilermakers, and he's a big Illini supporter too, I mean to a point, and he welcomes all denominations. So uh, you can uh, stop by and see the Beef House, Covington, Indiana, 928. Uh, says I would be a text says I'd be interested in supporting Mrs. Foreman should she decide to become involved in serving the people. Oh, thank you. I appreciate the love. (laughs) Never have too much love. That's right. (laughs) Uh, I was going to ask you about something else. Uh, Just the violence in general. Have you seen a down tick? I mean, I've seen because what I know like a forty-eight percent or something down. What I what I know is on paper 
we're saying that these things are going down. What I know from where I live and what I know from the community, things are still happening. They're just doing a really good job of not reporting it. And that's I mean, the honest to God truth. If the, somebody's if, if a person doesn't get hit, you guys don't find out about it. Hmm. And that's just and so I hear I mean, I'm hearing gunshots often. We're hearing, you know, we're hear, hearing them. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're, I mean, I could. You know, if you ever get a chance, go through my Facebook. I post the security cam footage of our um, around our neighborhood. And, you know, we hear the shots. And of course, I know if nobody gets hit, no big deal. But that's a lot of gunfire just to be just out there. I mean, it's not New Year's, not Fourth of July. Why are we just, you know, letting off 20 rounds? So um, I'm glad that less people are being affected by gun violence. But I'm still concerned about the just mm-hmm. about the amount of about just the amount of guns on the street, I think is really where my concern comes from yeah i know chief tyler has been working on that yeah i know like it seems like they're doing a really good job of getting out there and you know working with the community because at the end of the day the community is you know is going to make it make it change so we got to work with the community and make them Mm -hmm. be just as invested in it as we are you've become a bit of a columnist i know they just keep letting me write (laughs) hey look they let me say pimps in the paper oh man i was so excited my husband's like you're so immature i was like look look i'm a little girl at heart they let me say pimps yeah but you know, yeah. my columns come from the heart, and they come yeah. from they come from experience, and mm-hmm. you know, me wanting to educate people and tell people what's going on. And the poverty pimp conversation um, had been going on for years, and um, I had been talking about it. I had been trying to make people aware of what was going on, and you know, people just don't like if they think you're meddling is what they call it, but. To find out all those years I wasn't meddling, I was 100% right, and it was true what happened. Um, so, yeah, it, it's time we talk about, you know, mm-hmm. flat out, where's the money going? Because the it, money's not going to the community. And there was a column, the professor over, and I can't pronounce his name, but had the column, and then he got um, uh, paused, and uh-huh. then eventually it came out. I think you were you wrote a column in response, mm-hmm. right, to yes. some of the things he had said yeah. about it was, I mean, Terrence Stuber and others. And, and that was one of the reasons why I started writing more columns, because I read, I read that column, and I thought, this is the best we can do. Like, we can't, we, we there's nothing else that we can write about, and so... You know, I was I felt for him because I've been attacked and I've been, you know, and I and to just have no one have your back or say anything about what happened to you, you know, and my kids were young then, but his children can read. And so it really triggered me a lot. And so I I just don't feel like it's okay to attack other black people and and say, oh, well, I'm I'm all for for black people. But you attack people that are black. He he he. He started with just attacking some white people, you know, which I I don't agree with, you know, whatever, attack people. Mm -hmm. But to turn on that man just because he stepped up for office, he didn't do anything. He didn't he didn't do anything negative to anybody. He didn't do any of the nasty stuff that we see in politics and he just didn't deserve it. And so I think we do need more voices and I hope more people will 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 call up and write and, Mm -hmm. you know, offer because we can drown out that negativity and that divisiveness. What I've tended to find in in debates like that or or discussions like that is if if you're losing an argument, you just start calling people names. Well Well, it's like, well oh yeah, well you're a whatever. Well and the the thing is not one thing was this person has shown this. This person has shown this. The only thing that was used was a trigger word that immediately made people back off and you know, if you want a name call, that's fine. But if you got a PhD, I'm pretty sure you can come up with something better than that. And I personally have been attacked by this person. This person 
has attacked me and has been, you know, very anti me. And so when it happened to me, no one did anything. So I definitely was going to have have his back and I will have anybody else's back who it happens to Mm. because nobody deserves to want to step up for their community and be treated badly. Mm. Nobody deserves that. Black, white, yellow, I don't care who you are. You don't deserve it. 933, let me get to CBS News. Back here with Clarissa Nickerson Foreman. A couple of texts that have come in. We'll get to that after this on Penny. Get the answers for your lawn and garden problems from the Prairie Gardens plant experts. Live Saturday mornings at 8.15 here on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. We're visiting with Clarissa Nickerson Foreman. On a penny for your thoughts, nine thirty-five. I got some texts here. I got to ask. I got to give you a quiz, though. All right, you ready for okay, a quiz? I'm ready. All right. All right. I'll give you two retail brands. You tell me which there are more stores of. Okay. Okay. Costco or Sam's Club? Are there more in the country? Costco. There are more Sam Club. <gasps> what? Walmart yeah. got us beat. Man, <laughs> Walmart always do me like. All that. right. Starbucks or Subway? Are there more Starbucks or more Subways? It's more Subways. There are more Subway locations than Starbucks. Okay. You're okay. one out of two. Yay. Blockbuster or Borders? <laughs> well, they're both out of they're both out of <laughs> business now, but back in the day I want to say there were probably more blockbusters than yeah. borders. Well, right now there's one blockbuster remaining, but no borders. <laughs> we have one in <laughs> <Okay>. the mall. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's uh when we got Barnes kid. and Noble here in town. When so. I was a kid we had we used to have borders oh, yeah. in the mall. Yeah. Sure, it used sure. to be by the old sure. uh, by the dicks now. Yep. Walmart or Target? Are there more Walmarts or Targets? There's got to be more Walmarts. There are. Yeah, it's got to yeah, be. Walmarts. The, the Walmart Target. family, man, they're just yeah. everywhere. <laughs> anyway, well, you did pretty well. Well, Costco, yeah. I mean, those, those Costcos, though. Yeah, we got a, I mean, one of each here now, right? Yeah, those, so. the Costcos are great, but I think Sam's Club, from what I can tell, they can fit like two or three of those in different in big cities. I don't think you can, I don't know if you want two Costcos in a, you know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Their membership is cheaper, too, I think. Uh, Let's see here. I wanted to point out that Terrence Stuber's kids do not go to school in the community. They're all homeschooled. Uh, Someone said that was incorrect what she said. Well, I mean, it wasn't really about them going to school. It was more more about what what they experienced as kids. And so for me as a parent who has biracial children... Um, they're already starting out with dealing with biracial. They're dealing. They live in a small white town, and now their black father's been called a black white supremacist. So that is difficult, and I can't even imagine being a teenager with the way social media is and dealing with that. So we need to have a little bit more kindness when we when we're talking about politics um, and and people's children. I know people haven't had that same consideration in the past, but I want to. Mm. All right. Uh, Love Clarissa says, uh, idea, have all the students with IEPs. What is an IEP? Oh, the educational plans. Okay. IEPs have doctor's notes that balance calendar is best for this student, which is what an IP is for, and it is best for kids. There will be so many legally required. There will be so many legally required in IEPs that the unit four will have to rethink the balance calendar options. Got to use your tools. That's smart. That's so right. explain that to me. What what are we? Well, doing? so for an IEP, basically, if you get an IEP legally by law, you, a unit four has to follow all the recommendations of the IEP. So what what the person is saying essentially is is every student at Kenwood and Barkstall was to get an IEP, and the doctor wrote a note that said they have to have balanced calendar schools. Essentially, it would force unit four's hand because you have to unit four by law has to provide those students with what they need. I don't know if that would actually work, but you know, I've always been a proponent of. 
you know, all the kids who live below the poverty level level stay home for a month. Unit four will they'll they'll go bankrupt. Unit four is not in control without money. And they get money because our the low income kids are sitting in those seats every day. Hmm. And so unit four just I mean, at some point in time, they just we need to pull back the power. And I don't know how to do that because this board and this administration is a, a another level I've never seen before. Arthur Culvert was easier to deal with than this group. And that should tell you everything you need to know. Uh, let's see here. Uh, IEP. What What is an IEP? What, an what education. And I'm assuming an Illinois education plan, but some, I don't okay. know what the I stands for, but the okay. EP is education plan. Okay. And so you can get an IEP for speech. You can get an IEP for if you have a learning disability. But but the problem is the Illinois State Board of Education and the Unit 4 does not um, recognize learning disabilities. So if your child has dyslexia, Unit 4 can't provide you with any recesses for it. And they spent all that money on that new football field, but they didn't put any money into getting our kids to have programming for dyslexia. Mm. And those are the kind of things that parents, you know, when we say things, that's the kind of things we mean. Mm -hmm. Like there are tons of kids who have dyslexia who are not recognized by Unit 4 unless their parents go get an IEP enforced. And sometimes they have to get lawyers in order to get an IEP enforced. So that's why uh, the person is saying that. All right. Uh, Aren't salaries required to be published from charitable organizations? And they say, what are those poverty pimps getting paid? You're, you're, well, you're you're on you're so on point. They say one of the one of the things about the poverty pimps that is is interesting is right now you have a poverty pimp who is an employee of a municipality. They also have an LLC that provides services to that municipality, so they get to make money twice, and that's just the way it is for their organization. They it? work for a municipality. They have an LLC that provides services to the municipality so they get a salary and they also get money from their charitable organization and we don't know what they do with the money because when asked when i was on city council and i asked to be told what was going on with the money they don't show you anything about the money and so somebody from the city said oh we checked the sites she needs to be fired because she's lying if you ever checked any of the sites of these programs you would know that the kids in garden hills were not going to the programs they were not invited they were not participating. And the city was told. Hmm. I mean, if you go back through city council meetings, you'll know Garden Hills neighborhood used to come every every week for months. And these are the things they were complaining about and they were ignored. And so it's not just this this neighborhood group. There are so many poverty pimps in Champaign that, you know, I could write columns for, for years about the different programs. And they just when a program fails, they just write a new program, Brian, and they just bring in new people with new names. But like I told you, when I said the recycled names, it's all the same people. Hmm. Uh, individualized education plan individual is, is what it means okay, okay. Awesome. uh good morning brian calling names is not good and that is what someone does when they've lost an argument like calling someone a white savior or a poverty pimp oh well, a white savior or a poverty pimp isn't actually a name it's a category of behavior i'm sorry that you felt that me saying white savior or a poverty pimp um was name calling um if you can show me on the doll where I hurt you, I would be able to fix it for you. All right. More on the IEP. It's a written document developed for each public school child who's eligible for special education. The IEP is created through a team effort reviewed at least once a year. Before an IEP can be written, your child must be eligible for special education. By federal law, a multidisciplinary team must determine that, one, she's a child with a disability, two, she requires special education and related services to benefit from the general education program. 
uh, forms vary from state to state, may vary between school systems within a state. Okay. okay. And there I got someone that just, you know, so I'm just getting all kind of, I'm getting all Everybody's kind of, on the IEP. Yeah, they're, yeah they're, they're helping me out. I don't know, but that, I mean, it wasn't the worst play. I mean, that's, it's pretty cool. He's like, does everybody get IEPs? <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Um, who's next here? Cindy, how are you, Cindy? Hi, I love Clarissa. Thanks for having her. Oh, thanks, Cindy. Um, I, I, uh, I mean, I just, I love your words, poverty pimp, bam, and white savior, bam. Let's just call it for what Dot. it is and let's not <laughs> and and not pretend it's not happening I, so whoever was offended it's because they're um, doing it. <laughs> it well it's convenient to be offended by it but um i am floored that that you're saying the unit four is not recognizing disabilities in children how can that be from what my understanding was and from other parents that i've spoken to they if the state doesn't recognize learning this uh specific learning des- uh, disability then unit four doesn't have to and um, I have a child who was this who is dyslexic and she was not eligible for any services and they don't provide services so I, I went down this rabbit hole um, a few years ago finding out um, that and then I was basically told that you know unit four does not have to offer you know they don't recognize this dyslexia and so as time went on I found that it wasn't just like my kid it was they don't recognize you know learning disabilities and apparently it has to be through the state board or like nationally which seems silly because I know Missouri recognizes learning disabilities so I'm I'm not really sure and I don't know who writes the policy by the way so oh my god because what has happened since I left I was the biggest um witch (laughs) (laughs) about about helping uh I had two with disabilities, and what I would do is go to the uh, special education part of the Illinois State Board of Education, and I would come with the laws to my meeting. Well, you and, have to go over Unit Four at this point. You know, you ha- there has to, oh, because yeah. they're the well, they, uh, they have the final say. No, physicians note um, a, a what do you call it? A, an evaluation by a speech pathologist. Oh. When we did it. I mean, there were like two-day IEPs because I wasn't putting up with it. Mm-hmm. I, that's why I love you so much because you're like me. And they, um, you know, every discipline like speech, uh, physical skills, motor skills. Um, I have a child with autism, and he had, you know, a lot of needs. And, and we wrote him into the IEP, and it happened. So I don't know what has happened. Maybe I should get on that school board. I mean, we we do we need we need people who recognize the real life implications of what's going on with the school district. And unfortunately, for whatever reason, I don't know this group of people. I used to think I did. I don't know what is going on with them, but we are not focused on educating our children and we need to be focused on educating the kid yes we have to oh my god that is crazy I know and it's happening and it's it's sad because if you are somebody who doesn't know how to advocate for yourself or you don't know what to do imagine what happens to people who aren't like us Cindy think about that think about the people that fall through the cracks I do know because they would come to me for help that makes me sad I know meeting and being a witch yeah (laughs) with me Hey, so, Cindy, yeah, I live I, mean, I live the witch life every day, baby, every day. Yeah, and it, you know it's hard and it's draining. But it is. At the end of the day, it's for your kid, so and you have to do it. Well, you have to advocate, have and to so we it. just we need to. Hopefully, we will. Our community will will speak up, and we will get our district to a point where advocacy by parents is accepted and it's welcomed. And right now, we're not really seeing that, and I hope that that'll change. Okay, well, let me give them a hint. 
do it through the discipline that they can have, um, not discipline, like, you know, uh, getting in line, but um, the different avenues of education that your children have where there is a specialist. And the specialist writes a letter and says, X has a problem with reading disabilities and um, use those legal avenues that the school board, I mean, literally, you, they have to write it into the IEP. Mm-hmm. This is a medical document. Well, we'll t- attachment A. I mean, I just don't know what happened. I'm so glad you alerted me. Well, it's also, it's just, you know, parents, think about it. If I'm working two jobs I, I, and I, I'm already having issues with discipline, I'm leaving work, I may not be able to have the time to have an IEP. The IEPs need to be on Zoom. They need to not be in person. Or a parent needs to be able to come via phone. And those were the type of obstacles that I experienced with IEPs. And, you know, we need can, to make them more accessible for parents. You know what I'm saying? Period. Yeah. We need, yeah, just parent, make, we need to support yeah. parents to stay involved. Right. And, and I, it is hard. It's, it takes hours. It and, ta- and it yes, definitely. Yes. A Zoom would be, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, I so think put, so. We'll put that on our list. Right. Thank you, Cindy. And, man, we got to advocate for these kids. We got to advocate for everybody, Cindy. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> I'm glad you called. Thank you, Cindy. Thanks. Appreciate Bye-bye. it. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Uh, I didn't expect to be talking about IEPs today. I All right. know. Uh, Chris, how are you? I'm just great. IEPs. I spent 37 years writing them. Well, actually 45, but um, in Unit 4. And um, being a special educator, I am all for IEPs. I'm also... Administrator, I oversaw 504 plans. Those are for children with special needs who don't fit into the categories. And dyslexia is one of them. It is a medical diagnosis. So there are, uh, if you go through the reading group, they will point you to the doctor. That's who helped us. Yep, the reading group, they they saved us. It was amazing. I wish I had, I wish I knew how to make Unit 4 pay for it. Exactly. And there are advocates, and we always had a bunch of advocates that came down from Chicago. Uh, I can't remember. I've been retired since 2009, uh, so I can't remember the names. But there are advocacy groups, and we do have advocates for special ed and 504s in town. Well, we need to get them connected to the community. I mean, a lot of parents... That information, obviously, you know, Unit 4 wouldn't push it out to parents, but we oh, need to get that out to not. the parents. That's that's I, vital. I did not know that. No, and I would give it to the parents because Unit 4 won't because yeah. it's money. And, you know, you have the advocate come in and say this, this by law has to be done and we will follow up. And, you know, some some teachers and administrators are uncomfortable with being told what to do but Mm -hmm. i'm all for the individual student and that's what is important Hmm. no thank you so much i didn't you like just made me explain so much that i didn't know i'm I'm learning a lot today here (laughs) well that was my life for us since the time i was 16 working with uh special ed before special ed became IEPs in 1975. I've been doing it since 1969 through the university as a high school student working with projects. Wow. Hmm. Well, thank you for your service. Good for you. Well, thank Uh, you, Chris. No no problem. Now I can continue my 5K daily walk. (laughs) There you go. Thank you. (laughs) Appreciate you joining in. Thank you. 950 back with Clarissa here in just a moment. Oh, 
We're visiting with Clarissa Nickerson Foreman on a penny for your thoughts. Nine thirty-five. I got some texts here. I got to ask. I got to give you a quiz, though. All right, you ready for okay, a quiz? I'm ready. All right. All right. I'll give you two retail brands. You tell me which there are more stores of. Okay. Okay. Costco or Sam's Club? Are there more in the country? Costco. There are more Sam Club. <gasps> what? Walmart yeah. got us beat. Man, Walmart <laughs> always do me like All that. All right, Starbucks or Subway? Are there more Starbucks or more Subways? It's more Subways. There are more Subway locations than Starbucks. Okay. You're okay. one out of two. Yay. Blockbuster or Borders? <laughs> well, they're both, out of, they're both out of business now, but back in the day, I want to say there were probably more Blockbusters than yeah. Borders. Well, right now, there's one Blockbuster remaining, but no Borders. <laughs> We have one in the mall. (laughs) Okay. That's, uh, we got Barnes and Noble here in town. When I was a kid, we had, we used to have borders in the mall. Yeah. It used to be by the old, uh, by the dicks now. Walmart or Target? Are there more Walmarts or Targets? There's got to be more Walmarts. There are. Yeah. It's got to be. Walmarts. The the Walton family, man. They're just everywhere. (laughs) Anyway, well, you did pretty well. Well, Costco, I mean, those, those. Those Costco's though. Yeah, we got one of each here now, right? Yeah. The Costco's are great, but I think Sam's Club. From what I can tell, they can fit like two or three of those in different in big cities. I don't think you can. I don't know if you want two Costco's in a, you know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. All Their right. membership is cheaper, too, I think. Uh, let's see here. I wanted to point out that Terrence Stuber's kids do not go to school in the community. They're all homeschooled. Uh, someone said that was incorrect what she said. Well, I mean, it wasn't really about them going to school. It was it was was more about what they're what they experience as kids. And so for me as a parent who has biracial children, um, they're already starting out with dealing with biracial. They're dealing. They live in a small white town and now their black father's been called a black white supremacist. So that is difficult. And I can't even imagine being a teenager with the way social media is and dealing with that. So we need to have a little bit more kindness when we when we're talking about politics. Um, and, and people's children. I know people haven't had that same consideration in the past, but I want to. Mm. All right. Uh, Love Clarissa says, uh, idea, have all the students with IEPs. What is an I- IEP? Oh, the educational plans. Okay. IEPs have doctor's notes that balance calendar is best for this student, which is what an IP is for, and it is best for kids. There will be so many legally required there will be so many legally required in IEPS mm. that the Unit 4 will have to rethink the balanced calendar options. Got to use your tools. That's smart. That's so right. explain that to me. What, what are we Well, doing? so for an IEP, basically, if you get an IEP legally by law, you, a Unit 4 has to follow all the recommendations of the IEP. So what, what the person is saying essentially is, is every student at Kenwood and Barkstall was to get an IEP, and the doctor wrote a note that said they have to have balanced calendar schools. Essentially, it would force Unit 4's hand because you have to Unit 4 by law has to provide those students with what they need. I don't know if that would actually work, but, you know, I've always been a proponent of, you know, all the kids who live below the poverty level level stay home for a month. Unit 4 will they'll they'll go bankrupt. Unit 4 is not in control without money and they get money because our the low income kids are sitting in those seats every day. Hmm. And so Unit 4 just I mean, at some point in time, they just we need to pull back the power and I don't know how to do that. Because this board and this administration is a, a another level I've never seen before. Arthur Culvert was easier to deal with than this group. And that should tell you everything you need to know. Uh, let's see here. Uh, IEP. What, what is an IEP? What, an what education. An, I'm assuming an Illinois education plan. But some, I don't okay. know what the I stands for. But the okay. EP is education plan. Okay. And so you can get an IEP for speech. You can get an IEP for if you have a learning disability. But but. The problem is the Illinois State Board of Education and the Unit 4 does not 
um, recognize learning disabilities. So if your child has dyslexia, Unit 4 can't provide you with any recesses for it. And they spent all that money on that new football field, but they didn't put any money into getting our kids to have programming for dyslexia. And those are the kind of things that parents, you know, when we say things, that's the kind of things we mean. Mm -hmm. Like there are tons of kids who have dyslexia who are not recognized by Unit 4 unless their parents go get an IEP enforced. And sometimes they have to get lawyers in order to get an IEP enforced. So that's why uh, the person is saying that. All right. Uh, Aren't salaries required to be published from charitable organizations? And they say, what are those poverty pimps getting paid? Well, you're you're on you're so on point. They say one of the one of the things about the poverty pimps that is is interesting is right now you have a poverty pimp who is an employee of a municipality. They also have an LLC that provides services to that municipality. So they get to make money twice. And that's just the way it is. For their organization. They work for a municipality. They have an LLC that provides services to the municipality. So they get a salary and they also get money from their charitable organization. And we don't know what they do with the money because when asked, when I was on city council and I asked to be told what was going on with the money, they don't show you anything about the money. And so somebody from the city said, oh, we checked the sites. She needs to be fired because she's lying. If you ever checked any of the sites of these programs, you would know that the kids in Garden Hills were not going to the programs. They were not invited. They were not participating. And the city was told. Hmm. I mean, if you go back through city council meetings, you'll know Garden Hills neighborhood used to come every every week for months. And these are the things they were complaining about and they were ignored. And so it's not just this this neighborhood group. There are so many poverty pimps in Champaign that, you know, I could write columns for, for years about the different programs. And they just, when a program fails... They just write a new program, Brian, and they just bring in new people with new names. But like I told you, when I said the recycled names, it's all the same people. Hmm. Uh, individualized education plan individualized. Is, is what it means. Okay. okay. Awesome. Uh, good morning, Brian. Calling names is not good, and that is what someone does when they've lost an argument, like calling someone a white savior or a poverty pimp. Oh, huh? a white savior or a poverty pimp isn't actually a name. It's a category of behavior. I'm sorry that you felt that me saying white savior or a poverty pimp um, was name calling. Um, if you can show me on the doll where I hurt you, I would be able to fix it for you. All right. More on the IEP. It's a written document developed for each public school child who's eligible for special education. The IEP is created through a team effort reviewed at least once a year. Before an IEP can be written, your child must be eligible for special education. By federal law, a multidisciplinary team must determine that, one, she's a child with a disability, two, she requires special education and related services to benefit from the general education program. Uh, Forms vary from state to state, may vary between school systems within a state. Okay. Okay. And there I got someone just, you know, so I'm just getting all kind of, I'm getting all everybody's kind of, on the IEP. Yeah, they're, they're, they're helping me out. I don't know, but that, I mean, it wasn't the worst play. I mean, that's, it's pretty cool. He's like, does everybody get IEPs? <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Um, who's next here? Cindy. How are you, Cindy? Hi, I love Clarissa. Thanks for having her. Oh, thanks, Cindy. <laughs> I, I, uh, I mean, I just, I love your words, poverty pimp, fam, and white savior, fam. Let's just call it for what it is and let's not (laughs) (laughs) and and not pretend it's not happening so whoever was offended it's because they're um, doing it (laughs) it, well it's convenient to be offended by it but um i am floored that that you're saying the unit four is not recognizing disabilities in children 
How can that be? From what my understanding was and from other parents that I've spoken to, they if the state doesn't recognize learning dis- a specific learning dis- uh, disability, then Unit 4 doesn't have to. And um, I have a child who was dis- who is dyslexic and she was not eligible for any services and they don't provide services. So I, I went down this rabbit hole um, a few years ago finding out um, that and then I was basically told that, you know, Unit 4 does not have to offer, you know, they don't recognize dys- dyslexia. And so. As time went on, I found that it wasn't just like my kid. It was they don't recognize, you know, learning disabilities. And apparently it has to be through the state board or like nationally, which seems silly because I know Missouri recognizes learning disabilities. So I'm I'm not really sure. And I don't know who writes the policy, by the way. So, oh, my God, because what has happened since I left? I was the biggest um, witch <laughs> <laughs> about, about helping uh I had two with disabilities, and what I would do is go to the uh, special education part of the Illinois State Board of Education, and I would come with the laws to my meetings. Well, you and, have to go over Unit Four at this point. You know, you have there has to, oh, because yeah. they're the well, they, uh, they have the final say. No, physicians note um, a, a what do you call it? A, an evaluation by a speech pathologist. Oh. When we did it. I mean, there were like two-day IEPs because I wasn't putting up with it. Mm-hmm. I, that's why I love you so much because you're like me. And they, um, you know, every discipline like speech, uh, physical skills, motor skills. Um, I have a child with autism and he had, you know, a lot of needs. And, and we wrote him into the IEP and it happened. So I don't know what has happened. Maybe I should get on that school board. I mean, we, we do, we need, we need people who recognize the real life implications of what's going on with the school district. And unfortunately, for whatever reason, I don't know this group of people. I used to think I did. I don't know what is going on with them, but we are not focused on educating our children and we need to be focused on educating the kid. Yes, we have to. Oh my God, that is crazy. I know. I didn't know that was happening. And it's, it's sad because if you are somebody who doesn't know how to advocate for yourself or you don't know what to do. Imagine what happens to people who aren't like us, Cindy. Think about that. Think about the people that fall well, through the cracks. I do know because they would come to me for help. Will that makes help? me sad. I know. my meeting and being a witch yeah. <laughs> with me. Hey, so, Cindy, yeah, I, live, I, mean, I, I live the witch life every day, baby. Every day. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's hard and it's draining. But it is. at the end of the day, it's for your kid. So and you have to do it. Well, you have to advocate. Have and to so we just, we need to, hopefully we will our community will will speak up and we will get our district to a point where advocacy by parents is accepted and it's welcomed. And right now we're not really seeing that. And I hope that that'll change. Okay. Well, let me give them a hint. Do it through the discipline that they can have, um, not discipline, like, you know, uh, getting in line, but um, the different avenues of education that your children have where there is a specialist. And the specialist writes a letter and says X has a problem with reading disabilities and um, use those legal avenues that the school board, I mean, literally, you they have to write it into the IEP. Mm-hmm. This is a medical document. Well, well it's a, attachment A. I mean, I just don't know what happened. I'm so glad you alerted me. Well, it's also, it's just, you know, parents, think about it. If I'm working two jobs I, I, and I, I'm already having issues with discipline, I'm leaving work, I may not be able to have the time to have an IEP. The IEPs need to be on Zoom. They need to not be in person or a parent needs to be able to come via phone. And those were the type of obstacles that I experienced with IEPs 
and you know we need can, to make I them more accessible for parents COVID you know what i'm saying period. yeah we need just yeah, parent, make, we need hard, to support yeah. parents to stay involved right and and I, it is hard it's it takes hours it and, ta- and yes definitely yeah. a zoom would we i think that's a good idea yeah i so think put, so we'll put that on our list thank and, you cindy and, man, we got to advocate for these kids we got to advocate for everybody cindy <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> I'm glad you called. <laughs> Thank you, Cindy. Thanks. Appreciate Bye-bye. it. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Uh, I didn't expect to be talking about IEPs today. I All know. Right. Uh, Chris, how are you? I'm just great. IEPs. I spent 37 years writing them. Well, actually, 45, but um, in Unit 4. And um, being a special educator, I am all for IEPs. I'm also... Administrator, I oversaw 504 plans. Those are for children with special needs who don't fit into the categories. And dyslexia is one of them. It is a medical diagnosis. So there are, uh, if you go through the reading group, they will point you to the doctor. That's who helped us. Yep, the reading group. They they saved us. It was amazing. I wish I had, I wish I knew how to make Unit 4 pay for it. Exactly. And there are advocates, and we always had a bunch of advocates that came down from Chicago. Uh, I can't remember. I've been retired since 2009, uh, so I can't remember the names. But there are advocacy groups, and we do have advocates for special ed and 504s in town. Well, we need to get them connected to the community. I mean, the, yeah. a lot of parents, that information, obviously, you know, Unit 4 wouldn't push it out to parents, but we oh, need to get that out to not. the parents. That's that's I, vital. I did not know that. No, and I would give it to the parents because Unit 4 won't because no. it's money. And, <laughs> you know, you have the advocate come in and say this, this by law has to be done and we will follow up. And, you know, some some teachers and administrators are uncomfortable with being told what to do but Mm -hmm. i'm all for the individual student and that's what is important Hmm. no thank you so much i didn't you like just made me explain so much that i didn't know i'm I'm learning a lot today here (laughs) well that was my life for since the time i was 16 working with uh special ed before special ed became IEPs in 1975. I've been doing it since 1969 through the university as a high school student working with projects. Wow. Hmm. Well, thank you for your service. Good for you. Well, thank Uh, you, Chris. No no problem. Now I can continue my 5K daily walk. There you go. Thank you. (laughs) Appreciate you joining in. Thank you. 950 back with Clarissa here in just a moment. Now at NewsGazette.com, inside Illini Basketball with the beat writer Scott Ritchie, who this week lists a new number one on the Illini. It's Matthew Meyer. All right, we're on Penny for Your Thoughts, 9.53. I've learned all kinds of things uh, today. And I was, I was talking with Carissa. I was with a gathering. And we we're talking about traditional Christmas, uh, Thanksgiving Christmas meals. And we were in uh, you know, company with black and white families and couples, and we were talking about Christmas and Thanksgiving dinner. And um, some, one, of the, uh, one of my black friends said, you know, we, don't, we were talking about mashed potatoes and gravy. <laughs> 
And they looked at us like, what are you talking about? We don't do that at Thanksgiving. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You don't? How do you, I and don't I, know where mashed potatoes and gravy comes yeah. in at for Thanksgiving, though. Like, see? And it was, they told me it was mac and cheese. Yeah. Oh, no. Was, First of all, it has to be mac and cheese. You got to have mac yeah. and cheese and dressing. Yeah. You guys but no mashed potatoes and no gravy. No mashed potatoes and gravy or noodles and gravy <laughs> or green bean casserole. Like, I don't know where y'all got that from, but yeah. uh-uh. Mac and cheese, See, and that was stuffing, sweet potatoes. That was something cultural. Mm-hmm. I, I had no clue. You got to yeah. hang out with some black folks for some Thanksgivings. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and especially people in Louisiana. They have completely different Thanksgivings. What do they have down there? Oh, Cre- depending, because Creole is black, Cajun is white. So okay. depending on what it is you're going to have an interesting they have yeah. oyster stuffing like they have just all kind of interesting things yeah. that was really uh i, I learned I, a lot i was really i just thought it was cool because it was like it was something that you know we're all human beings yeah. but we all we, we you, do things differently well, everybody like, says really? i hate uh thanksgiving because everybody's plates look the same and i'm like no they don't like everybody doesn't have you know my friends have you know yeah. green bean casserole and i have sweet potatoes yeah. you know well, i had a friend of mine who was with some several black young black boys mm-hmm. And he wanted to treat him to a Thanksgiving meal, so he puts out, you know, turkey and stuff. And he puts out mashed potatoes. They and clowned gravy, him, and they all they all looked at him like, "What are you doing? What is this?" They were like, "What am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. Ain't this for chicken?" <laughs> that was that I was funny. It. I was like, "Okay, I didn't know that." Yes. Here I am, you know. Look, just all your life, you thought everybody, no everybody, made, I thought no. everybody made the same, mm-hmm. you know. Well, you like okay, so my friends make stuffing, mm-hmm. and in black families, we make dressing. Okay. And so you guys use, I think, breadcrumbs or something like that. Yeah, some, yeah. We use cornbread. And so you guys put it in the turkey. We just kind of bake it, you know. Yeah. So it's it's the same thing. But be, the fact that we call it different to me is just, yeah. I, it cracks that me is, up. That is funny. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, somebody said, it's not the school board. You start with the administrators. And if you do not get results, then you go to the board, somebody says. Oh, right really? Because I thought the, I didn't know the board had any power. <laughs> Oh, um, man, my throat. Sorry. Let's see. When I worked in a graduate student administration office at the University of Illinois, we had a graduate student in the program who had dyslexia. I can't even say it. Dyslexia. Trying hard as they might, the administrators were unable to find any programs at the U of I to give help, except it was suggested he might use recorded books. Yeah. it's. I mean, oh. it's tough, especially if you don't are diagnosed later. Um, and you don't understand that it is dyslexia. And so I was telling Brian, you know, if my daughter wore glasses for a year because we thought she couldn't see and it was it was just dyslexia. And so mm. I wish that it was more talked about, especially learning disabilities or if they consider a medical diagnosis. I believe that it should be um, a, a learning disability because then unit four in all school districts would have to pay for the services uh, for people who need them, especially families who can't afford them. Because the truth is, at the time, I was a very young mom and there's just no way that without the reading group, I would have been able to help my daughter. And, you know, looking back, I'm wondering why would my school district have not, you know, helped. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm glad a lot of people called in and explained to us that was that you guys have educated me so much today. Mm-hmm. I appreciate all of yeah. you. Yeah. Someone says uh, my mom dealt with it in her job as a special ed teacher. Uh, celiac kids have IEPs, too. I didn't know that. Yeah. Which, okay. is, which is interesting. Yeah, that's really interesting. Uh, when their medical situation prevents them from completing assignments and tests, accidental gluten exposure, being sick as a result, or like when they're sick each morning. So okay, yeah, no, it's, it's that's, very, that's very more, interesting. Yeah. yeah, a whole different. Uh, I just didn't know uh, parents had to go through that much. That's, that's oh man, that's yeah. tough. And uh, also, somebody says and greens. Oh greens. greens! Oh greens. yeah. Look, let me tell you something. So everybody laughs, but greens, chitlins, um, and people laugh because my kids are like. Y'all make chitlins and my niece will call me and say, are you making chitlins? And I'm like, I don't I'll make them for you because you'll eat them. And so it's just the old school thing. My mom's from Chicago. So, you know, greens, chitlins, yeah. yams, sweet potatoes, candy yams, whatever. So when you and say greens, what, what kind of just. Uh, so I like collard greens. 
So okay. I really like collard greens, but I have friends who make collard, turnip, mustard, mix them together, throw in some cabbage. So it really just depends on, you know, what you do. But I like mac and cheese and I make my kids fight over mac and cheese. I have to make two pans of mac and cheese. So, yeah, it's yeah. mac and cheese in my house is a big thing. <laughs> they don't play. That's that fascinating. <laughs> yeah, mac and cheese. No craft. Yeah. We can't do craft is only for like dinner on Wednesday. You do not do craft mac and cheese for Thanksgiving or Christmas. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Never. Mm-mm. You make it, just make it yourself? I, I make it. I make mine with like a roux and then I like mm-hmm. bake it with like lots of cheese. My kids fight over mac and cheese it is a thing <laughs> all right well we're just about out of time here Nine fifty-eight. always this goes is, fast this has been this has been really fast i know and you're so you're so interesting brian yeah, i just well, learned new things about you <laughs> real quick if you ever have a chance clarissa go out to rural king parking lot talk to the students learning to drive a truck and make a hundred thousand a year the majority of them are black they have a smile on their face from ear to ear like a kid at christmas Instead of the how am I going to survive off of welfare role, it's very inspiring talk. Congratulations and God bless you, they say. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. You have to check them out. You got to. Sounds cool. <laughs> All right. Well, have a good Christmas. Thank you. You have a good yeah. Christmas and a happy yeah, New Year. Yeah, you too. Yeah. We'll see you soon. If those I'm packages sure. arrive. Otherwise, yeah. you may never see me again, Brian. Okay. Survive <laughs> the snow. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, somebody says chitlins are disgusting. The other stuff is good, Clarissa speaks of. Hey. So, rest my mother's soul yeah she she loved chitlins so we have to rock with the woman who said that she loved them i don't make them in my house um because they smell really bad but if you do make sure you use a potato and onions (laughs) hear me out all right always always exciting thank you appreciate it clarissa nickerson foreman with us that was interesting we covered a lot of different topics all right that's right lighthearted and normal It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS. You can join in on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or send an email to talk at WDWS.com. Now, here again, Brian Barnhart. All right, on a penny for your thoughts, News Talk 1400, uh, DWS. At uh, 10 after 10, hope you enjoyed that with uh, Clarissa. We just kind of talked about a couple of things I didn't expect to talk about today. And that's what makes an open line awesome. And uh, so I appreciate that. And we'll do more of this here as we go through this hour. Uh, talked a lot about uh, schools and uh, what was it, IEPs, which I learned a lot about. And we talked about food and different uh, cultural differences in food, even just for Thanksgiving or Christmas dinners. I um, I just learned a lot. It's just it's always fascinating for me to learn something just completely that broadsides me like that, so like that, with the mashed potatoes and gravy, or the, uh, you know, just the cultural differences in what is served at a Thanksgiving meal, and I think it's, I think it's awesome that not everybody's the same, you know, we're just part of this whole giant mix of backgrounds, and I think it's just fascinating. But I, I love getting hit broadside by things like that. <laughs> it was like I didn't know that; I had no clue. Uh, so that was fun. Anyway, uh, we'll have her on again at some point. 10-11 at DWS. A lot of talk about Unit 4 and 
And we'll uh, we'll be talking to uh, at some point. Uh, we'll work out a schedule to have uh, the superintendent on, and I know we had uh, Sheila Boozer and Amy Armstrong on here sometime in the fall. Try to get them on at least once a, a quarter, or maybe you know two or three times a year, and just kind of provide some updates from Unit Four. I found them to be very engaging and you know pretty interesting to listen to and talk to, and uh, they had some good ideas. I thought so. I always enjoy talking to uh, leaders like that. So we'll see if we can get them on again at some point too. And talk about the proposals and where we are on the construction and, and all the different things related to the uh, district. And that might be uh, something to touch on there as well with the IEPs So and how that works. So, yeah, good stuff. All right, uh, 1012 at DWS on a, a penny for your thoughts. 217-356-9397. Text line at 217-351-5357. And you can email us talk at WDWS.com. Uh, there was, I know, over the years, over in the two decades I've been on the air uh, here in town, I know there was a lot of, um, you went through the consent decree back when I first got here, I think it was still in force for the district and uh, Arthur Culver and all the different superintendents over the years. And, um, you know, a lot of folks left. I mean, went out to Muhammad or they went to Tolono or Muhammad or St. Joe or Farmer City and different, different school districts uh, around. Uh, Muhammad in particular grew pretty fast, and that's why they're having you know building issues as far as trying to get referendums passed or get more space or improve buildings and et cetera. But uh, I know that uh, Sheila Boozer comes in from Springfield, and I know she's trying to get a handle on things and try to get things uh, you know going in the right direction and doing a lot of different uh, ideas. And certainly uh, some people agree with them and some don't. But uh, that's why we're here to kind of talk about all that kind of stuff. And that's what we try to do here on Penny for Your Thoughts. All right, 217-356-9397. Good to have you with us. Roofs by Roger with us as a sponsor. And if you want to get on the list for some roof work next year, woof, roof, how about that, woof, roof, roof work, uh, you can give them a call at uh, 217-834-3800, 217-834-3800. Locally owned and operated, roofing, gutters, siding, windows, work with the insurance company, fully licensed and insured, rated A+, with a BBB, only the top quality materials to protect your home, quality craftsmanship, professional staff, all right with Roofs by Roger, 217-834-3800. Text here left over says, oh girl, my son's IEP had a doctor's note that the temperature in the room could not be hotter than 72 degrees. The custodians would call me before school started for the room numbers to install window air conditioning units. We can make it happen. And another text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line says, we need Clarissa's mac and cheese recipe. <laughs> okay. Maybe I can get her to share that. So, Clarissa, if you're listening, you can send that in. How about that? Maybe you don't want to share it. Maybe it's a secret. Uh, 1014 at DWS. We go to the phones. John is with us. How you doing, John? Fine. How you doing, Brian? Good. What's up? Hey, uh, I, I missed uh, Clarissa. I was going to ask her. Uh, I had two questions. Uh, uh, how does how do schools like uh, like St. Thomas More and uh, St. Matthews and Judah Christian? How are they funded? Well, usually the parents are charged the tuition. I think is what happens. Okay. In order, okay. You know, yeah, you pray and and you play. It's usually more expensive. I mean, it's right. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I was going to ask her also if she thought there would ever be any black 
all black schools like you know, Champaign-Urbana High School, middle school, grade school. So that was my question. Oh, okay. Well, um, I, she's left for the day, so I can't help I you there. But maybe, which, she, yeah, maybe she'll call in. Oh yeah, maybe so, or she'll be on again here at yeah. some point. So okay, all right. Yeah, that was sorry. That's all I had, Brian. Yep. Thank you. Sorry, thank you, John. Appreciate it. Yeah, we need her mac and cheese recipe. Uh, not exactly the same thing a listener says, but I was probably well into my 30s when I learned what Arby's meant. It's America's roast beef. Yes, sir, right? Roast beef. I guess I always thought the guy was named Arby. <laughs> That's right. But it is America's roast beef. Yes, sir. Right? Am I right about that? Uh, 1016. Lawrence, how are you, sir? Uh, good morning. I want to make a link for your listeners between the previous uh, mental health and educational plannings that the previous uh, ladies uh, were discussing when I came in the middle of it. Okay. So I don't know how it started. I want to point out that uh, I'm going to respect that you want to make these things short, so I'm going to hit the main nail on the head because I have a lot more experience and I've lived through even more uh, of this IEP stuff, etc., uh, even before Keep Central Central got going. Uh, Amy and Mr. Clapel are in this position on the school board because Keep Central Central got rid of the previous school board that was making big problems with buildings they wanted to do. Uh, now the current board people are making big problems with mental things they want to do as they move people around buildings, all without any clarity whatsoever, although they're faking that very well. And I want to point out that they could have saved a lot of money and run some surveys among the parents of these children and not spent it on these psychologists. Now, the last thing I want to say, I can say more if you have time for me, but I don't think you're going to do that, so I'm going to point out the last item is the school board needs to be cleaned house, just like we did years ago uh, with the school board back in those days. Hmm. And uh, Amy and Mr. Clapel have shot their wad, their they don't really have any solid ideas. I have to conclude that because I gave them very clear letters over a month ago in which they could have hit as many nails on the head as a response to me as they wanted to. Uh, but uh, they either don't want to or they really don't have a clue what to do anymore. And maybe you can find out how many years they've been on the board. I've forgotten it so long. But there needs to be a clean house. And the Gazette did a, have done some very good jobs with some of the um, articles they've had. The Gazette is a shadow of what it used to be 20 years ago, so one cannot expect them to carry the main link. Now, this chaos uh, group, uh, change instead of chaos is the more correct term, uh, is doing very well, but uh, they've not... As far as I know, they've not really dealt with the Gazette in such a way that puts them front and center. Um, 
do you remember the name of that school teacher that featured big in one of the more recent Gazette articles? She was from Savoy, and I guess she's a retired teacher. Uh, do you remember her name, sir? I do not, but I okay. think I but I think I know who you're talking about. All right. Yeah. Well, um, maybe you can get her on. Hmm. I think uh, she would be a very fine replacement for anybody that's on the school board right hmm. now. And um, some of these chaos group people would be suitable as well, but they may not really want to do that. They may Mm -hmm. think they're going to work with this school board, and my last point is going to be, no, this school board has shot its wad, and they're blowing money, and we need to clean house this Mm -hmm. next election. Now, you weren't talking about Cynthia Bruno, right? Or were you? Uh, the teacher's name? No, you were because Cynthia has been involved in the um, education with the proposals. She was, I think, um, that par- name, part of the part of the change, not chaos. Click for me. Yeah. I, okay. I don't think that's her. Okay. But the Gazette did uh, almost a feature article on her from what she said at the audience input component of the last school board. Okay. And that was a very A-plus article. Apparently it was based on the handout that she gave the Gazette, which was essentially a duplicate of what she said at uh, the school board meeting. All right. Hey, very good. Thank you, Lawrence. All right, bye. Appreciate it. May have been Joan Dykstra, somebody says. Could have been. Uh, I'll have to... uh, Somebody will tell me, I'm sure. Uh, 1021 at DWS on a penny for your thoughts. This is the anniversary, by the way, of It's a Wonderful Life. You've seen that, right? Jimmy Stewart Christmas movie premiered in New York City on this day, 1946. They still run it at Christmas time, but it made its debut in New York City this day, December 20. 1946, and Mariah Carey, tonight on CBS, 7 o'clock Central, Mariah Carey Christmas. So there you go. And they also say the uh, giant 2023 sign that they uh, have, you know, when they drop the ball in New York City, it's arrived in New York City. Came across cross-country from uh, Los Angeles. So I don't know if you ran into it somewhere on the highway or passed it, but it's in New York City. It's ready for the ball drop. All right. 1022 DWS. Penny for your thoughts here. Open line up until 11. We'll do some more open line tomorrow. About an hour and a half for me. And then we'll have uh, Mike Hale from Light Rock 97.5 and Grant Thompson, the general manager here of our radio stations, will uh, fill in for me as we uh, get ready to head to St. Louis. And then we'll do the show from St. Louis on Thursday at a best of show Friday, and it'll be the show we aired remembering uh, our friend Jim Turpin after he had passed away. We did a tribute show. I think it was a couple of hours, and that'll air on Friday. All right, just so you know, and then I'll be back in the middle of next week. 1022, back in a moment. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? 
Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, Illini family. It's Illini women's basketball coach Shauna Green. Don't miss a minute of Illini basketball this season. On News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM, DWS. All right, I found, uh, as you get ready for Christmas here this weekend, and uh, watch out for all the winter weather that's coming, apparently. We don't know how many inches it's going to be, but the wind is going to be a problem no matter what. And uh, I, I, I guess on, there's all these different models of uh, forecasting, I guess, that goes into it. And some, some say one to three inches, some say five to eight. Uh, I guess it depends on what happens over the next 48 hours. So keep an eye on that. We'll certainly do that as well. But as you get ready for Christmas coming up, and it's going to be cold, by the way, around zero or below zero here over the weekend, I came across this. Uh, I don't know why the number 17, but the 17 worst Christmas presents in 2022. (laughs) Don't even think about giving these gifts to your loved one. One, first one they mentioned is a coffee cup. If you, if you really need another coffee cup, you'd probably just go out and buy one. It's not the type of present anyone pines over and wishes they're going to get on Christmas morning. Oh, I hope it's a coffee cup. <laughs> if you're shopping for a coffee lover, a better present would be a custom brewing vessel, like a custom dripper set or glass cold brew infuser. A coffee cup as a Christmas present doesn't make the cut. All right. Gifts not to give, they say. Walmart gift card. Now, I don't know. Walmart. Walmart's fine. But for some I think for students or whatever, if they need something. But giving someone a Walmart gift card for their Christmas present is the same as giving them money. If you're going to do this, why not just save yourself a step and just send them an email money transfer? <laughs> gift certificates for something specific are awesome. But just a plastic card loaded with money is impersonal. Okay. Number three, things you should not give at Christmas, they say. And some people might disagree with this, but socks. They've been creating moments of disappointment on Christmas morning since you were a child. Remember unwrapping a Christmas gift on Christmas morning, excited what it might be, only to discover it's just socks. Anything but socks. (laughs) It's true, everyone needs them. And unless you're giving it to someone who really needs them. But it isn't the type of Christmas gift that meets and exceeds expectations. All right. Well, there's a couple anyway. By the way, Brett Bielema just signed a a new deal, a six-year deal, I believe. Six-year contract extension. So that news uh, just in from the uh, News Gazette. Bielema signs new six-year deal. 
The deal will keep Bielema at Illinois through at least the 2028 season. So Merry Christmas to Coach there, huh? New six-year deal. So congratulations to uh, Coach. Says it's worth uh, $6 million, I guess, the new six-year deal. All right. So congratulations to Coach Brett Bielema and his family. And they just did some really nice things, he and his wife Jen, uh, with the uh, young moms, uh, young lives with the teenage moms. I think he um, he helped pay substantial amount of money for uh, gifts and Christmas gifts and shopping and uh, here recently. So getting plugged into the community in a in a wonderful way. All right, I mentioned the um, it's a wonderful life premiered on this day, nineteen forty six. This is one of my favorite lines from the movie. You know, George Bailey goes through this whole thing where he. You know, he thinks his life is worthless. He hasn't done any good for anybody. He's been, you know, loaning money to folks to get their homes and never had any money and always wanted to travel around the world. And, you know, he just never could, you know, he fixed up, he and his wife fixed up this old house and it was drafty and they just never. And uh, then when he gets in trouble, you know, you he, uh, don't want to give away the whole plot, but I think people understand the movie. But, you know, then he realizes uh, he he uh, jumps into the water to try to save someone, he thinks, and it turns out to be his guardian angel, Clarence. And then he goes back as if he he goes, I wish I never lived. And then he, the angel's able to show him that his how different life would be if he had not been around anyway. So he was always worried about money and trying to get ahead and trying to do, be able to do what he wanted. And finally at the end, uh, he gets in trouble and all these people have to raise money for him. And uh, I love the end of this movie where his brother comes back from the military, got this uh, telegram from his wife saying, he, you know, George is in trouble. And uh, this is just kind of the end of the movie. I always like this. The fool flew all the way up here in a blizzard. Harry, how about your banquet in New York? Oh, I left right in the middle of it. As soon as I got Mary's telegram. Good idea, Ernie. A toast to my big brother, George, the richest man in town. Yeah, it was a great end to that movie. So anyway, if you haven't seen it, I'd probably spoil the plot for you. But uh, if you have, uh, you know what I'm talking about. All right, 217-356-9397. To my big brother, George, the richest man in town. Uh, 10.31 at uh, DWS. We'll have some more open line time up until 11. Again, we'll have some best of shows Friday, Monday, and Tuesday of next week. I'll be back in the middle of the week. We will have a flashback Friday at the end of the month. And then we'll head down to Tampa. And hopefully the weather will be uh, better down there. Not bad here today, but it's going to get pretty nasty, it appears, over the next few days. So uh, take care there. 10.32, here's CBS. Like the gifts around our tree Well, I know there's more snow up in Colorado Than my roof will ever see But a tender Tennessee Christmas Is the only Christmas for me All right, we're on Penny for Your Thoughts, 1037. At uh, DWS. Uh, good morning, Brian. Interesting about Arby's, what the name stands for. Merry Christmas, Randall says. All right, thank you on that. Back to the phones here. Gail, good morning. Hi, Brian. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. 
Um, I'm calling about the school board and the school situation. A couple of weeks ago, there was an article in the News Gazette, and it listed all the schools in the area and the number or the percentage of absenteeism. And all of the schools that are on the list, according to the school board, had some of the highest percentages. But nobody ever talks about it. Hmm. And if you have 40% of your students absent, there's not going to be a whole lot of learning going on. No, you're right. Was that uh, was that was 40% absence in a particular school or the district at large or what what was they, the They listed they listed all the schools. And of course the ones with the least percentage were like Muhammad and St. Joe, oh. etc. And the worst ones were in unit 4 and also in Urbana. Hmm. But well, the, like I said, if you yeah. had forty percent of your kids at, chronically absent, yeah, I mean, no wonder your test scores are poor. But nobody ever talks about that. They just want to blame racism and poverty. Hmm. No, those are bad numbers. I mean, and uh, you know, the reading level; those numbers came out. You know, what last summer? I think. Um, you know those those got to be improved. I mean, it's, there's no there's no two ways about it. Well, when I was young and in school, if you didn't have an excuse and you weren't in school, they'd send the truant officer after you. Yeah. No, you're right. And your parents wouldn't let you stay home anyway. No. Right? <laughs> no. I can't. I can't on- yeah, I, I can't imagine why parents would do If I wasn't in school, they'd be like, what are you doing? Where, right. You know. But I do think the school board needs to discuss that and to at least give it some credibility as to why the test scores are so low mm-hmm. rather than just trying to bus everybody around because if they're absent at one school, they'll probably be absent at the next one. Becomes a habit. It does. Yeah. Good call, Gail. All right. Thank you. Okay. Uh-huh. Pre- appreciate you being there. Thank you. Uh, 1039 at DWS. Uh, somebody says, I asked for socks for Christmas. Talking about gifts for Christmas, anything from Duluth Trading. I was going through my list of things you shouldn't give. Another is personal hygiene products. Toothbrushes, bottles of mouthwash, razors are some of the worst Christmas gifts to give. Anyone receiving those products can help but wonder if there's a hidden message or ulterior motive to the Christmas gift choice. It's fine if you're looking to help someone meet their basic needs, but if you want your Christmas present to mean more than this, you have to give a better better Christmas gift than personal hygiene products. Yeah, here's some deodorant. <laughs> yeah, I could see where that would be that could be taken wrong. Michael, good morning. Are, am I expecting some deodorant to be shipped to me down here in Florida? <laughs> yeah, Just I curiosity. Yeah, I don't know. You know. <laughs> I'm happy. You know, it's hot. Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, or whatever you're supposed to. Happy Hanukkah, whatever you're supposed to. Yeah, say. yeah, that's yeah. Hanukkah started. I think Kawanza's next yep. uh, coming up here soon. So. Yep. yep. So I'm not sure what it is. Thought I'd give your listeners, if they're coming down for the game, they'll get a nice preview. At least in uh, Fort Myers in Naples today, it's 82. Woo! And when you guys are here, it'll be about in the upper 70s, it looks like, and not a cloud in the sky. For the ball game? It, it's, yeah, it's yeah. really pretty. I got, I got really lucky. A friend of mine is an ACC back judge that – He's actually a customer I call on down here, and he got me tickets to uh, see the game. But 
my father has terminal liver cancer, probably mm. has about a year to live, mm. and he's going to get to, he lives down here, so he's going to get to go see it, so oh. that'll be really fun. Well, that's fantastic. Well, Raymond James, yeah, it's really, it was a neat deal. The guy bought them for me, and they're officials tickets, so they'll be good tickets, too. It'll be fun. I would think so. Yeah, and the stadium's beautiful. We did, we did a game there, I don't know, three or four years ago, South I think. Florida. Yeah, South, South Florida. Florida. Yep, I was at that game. Yeah, we get killed, but it, it's a really pretty stadium. Yeah, the pirate ship's kind of cool too. Yeah, if you're gonna stay there, you want to stay just out. I, you know, I work up there a lot. It's part of my territory. You want to stay out by the airport. If you get any get any of the hotels out by the airport, you're literally a five minute Uber ride from. Uh, it's on Leroy Selman Parkway, basically. They call it the Crosstown. Yep. So it's real, real easy to get to. Um. What I called about, I didn't get to uh, call yesterday, I was working yesterday, couldn't listen, was just a little bit about the basketball team, and specifically Coleman Hawkins. Um, I wouldn't wouldn't say it's as bad as the way some people treated DeMonte, but, man, does he get polarized, doesn't he? I mean, it's just, I I think he's probably the most talented player on the team, and if we are going to get a leader, it's going to be him. And I think when he gets to the NBA, he'll be a better NBA player than a college player because all those good passes will be to people who can shoot. They won't be to Sincere Harris, who shoots not well yet, right? You know, mm-hmm. he's a freshman. He'll get better. I, yeah. I just mm-hmm. think I think his you – know, and not picking on Sincere yeah. Harris, just meaning that in college when you throw the ball, you know, when you pass the ball to a, a, a person and get him an open shot, if they make – 40% of them or 45%, let's say, that's really good. Well, in the NBA, if it's an open shot, they make 70%. Yeah. I mean, it's just a different a different mentality. I just wish the only thing I wish Coleman Hawkins would do is that he has a very good offensive game of his own. He's deferring too much. Yeah. And I'm sure that he's been told, you know, pass, 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 you're setting up the whole offense. But, man, there's times when he's under the basket where – He's six ten, guarded by a six four guy, and it's like, just go to the basket. <laughs> yeah, take it to the basket. Yeah, no, no. Coach, coach talked about that last night on the show. I mean, uh, they they love what he's doing overall, but he said he's got to shoot it more. He's got to be more aggressive. He, he, you know, he really does because you know, Terrence Shannon is a really good player. You can you can see that, but you can see the problems they talked about when he was at. Um, Texas Tech and that he's so left-handed dominant and he's getting better there's no question but I mean Coleman Hawkins just has I mean you're you're the same age as me and I'm never going to compare him to like Magic Johnson or Kevin Durant or any of those guys Mm -hmm. he hasn't developed that fast there's no question but he certainly has a lot of those skill types he has a lot of them oh sure it's what the NBA scouts like about him I mean he he can pass he can shoot it he can shoot a three He's got to be more consistent. He can dribble. But he can dribble. He can dribble the yeah. basketball. Sure. I mean, those are. I mean, think about when we were kids. Could you imagine a six ten kid that literally ran your team? Oh, that's yeah. what that's what made yeah. Magic Johnson so revolutionary. You know, it, it a, really a, did. a guy that size, you're like, you're kidding me. He can handle the ball like that. You know, it, was... it really did. And I would say the one that was probably even a precursor to him was Julius Irving. He couldn't quite handle the ball and pass as good as Magic, but he was a tremendous, you know, creator of offense at six six or six seven. And it just it's just interesting to watch Coleman Hawkins. He doesn't get it like DeMonte did, but it's he definitely is polarizing and 
I mean, I watch him, and I see you watch five years from now, he'll be an NBA star, mm-hmm. I think. But, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, no, I, he's he's got I – mean, his, his sky is pretty high, so there's no doubt about that. It really is. Well, have a good holiday, and uh, I hope a bunch of you guys get to come down here. It sure is pretty in Florida. Well, I think a lot of people are. It'll be good to see some of you guys. Yep. Very good. Thanks, Michael. Right. Talk to you later. Yep. Take care. Good to visit. Bye. Thank you. We're on an open line here, 1045. Uh, somebody said the numbers of uh, absentee was from the COVID year. That could be because I know a lot of folks were met. It sounds high for a regular year, but uh, that would make more sense, I think, the 40%. Because uh, I know there was – I just heard stories. There were a lot of people that were not in school, not doing – you know, either couldn't afford the, the Zoom, you know, the computers to be on Zoom or whatever and just kind of fell through the cracks there during COVID. So that was, that was ever, I think, ever more the reason to try to get as safely as you could, get people back in school because it was just important. All right, another Gail. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Uh, I wonder, did you watch the – press conference after the last basketball game with uh, uh, Terrence Shannon and, and Matthew Meyer? Well, I was on the air at the time, but I, I have heard the clips, yes. Well, it was yeah. uh, it's kind of disturbing. I mean, for two guys after a game they just won, their body language and their speaking, you'd have thought we just got beat by 20 instead of winning. And when Meyer made that comment about uh, there's some really internal problems that have to get worked out between the players and the coaches, that's that's not a good situation at all. Uh, I'm afraid this team might be getting splintered. They tried to question Terrence about it, and he kind of dodged the question as much as he possibly could. But Meyer, just, you could tell he was upset. Well, I think what's, what, what happens is sometimes is you get guys from different schools that were coached a certain way by their previous coach, and then you go, and not just Brad Underwood, but anybody. If it's different, then it's like, oh, well, I haven't been, you know, now Brad Underwood, he demands a lot. You know, he's just yeah. demanding. And he has a certain standard he thinks guys can get to. And, uh, you know, that's what, that's what good coaches do is they push you harder than they raise your own expectations of what you think you are to try to push you to the next level. And some people respond to that well and some don't. You know, yeah, it, I just it's, hope it doesn't uh, cause us a lot of trouble, you know, going through the rest of the season. And and the previous caller, I agree with him 100%. I wish Coleman would not be so uh, generous and look a little bit more for his own shot. Instead, Sometimes he passes up an open shot. Oh, yeah. And and then uh, and the other thing, too, is Sky Clark. He's a, a great offensive talent. I wish he would be a little bit more aggressive also and, and uh, instead of just trying to work the ball to the other guys. I know he's trying to play the point guard position, but he can score too. Uh, I've seen many a clip of him scoring constantly, and I'd like to see him be a little bit more aggressive also. Yeah, no, those are those are good points. And uh, playing, I've never played it, but I know point guard, I've been told, is really hard. And I know uh, DeMonte, even they had to, we were so shorthanded last year that DeMonte had to do it. And he was struggling with it as a fifth-year yeah. guy. I mean, it's just you, there's a there's a pace, there's a gut instinct, there's a feeling to the game that you got to have um, to get your team in the offense or where. To, I mean, everything runs through you. It's like the quarterback. And if you're not experienced at it enough, or you you know you just haven't had enough reps, it's you know you can make mistakes. So yeah. Well, I hope we have the rest of the great season. I uh, go line eye. All right. Very good. Thanks, Gail. Appreciate you. Thank you. 1049 a break. Back with more in a moment.
It's easy to listen to us anywhere. Download the News Gazette app and click on Listen Live to News Talk 1400 at 93.9 FM. The mood is right. The spirit's up. We're here tonight. And that's enough. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Headed for Christmas Day on Sunday. Got the Illini women, by the way, uh, playing tomorrow at noon. So uh, keep an eye on that. Go and support. I think it's, uh, they're doing something with teddy bears. And uh, let's get a crowd out there and support those uh, that women's team, 10 and 2. Uh, Matt Daniels writes in the News Gazette today. Right now, they're the most successful program on campus. So they've got the most wins anyway. And uh, biggest turnaround from from a year ago, and uh, Shauna Green, I think ESPN was uh, named her the coach of the week, um, and they got a quality win. I think the win at Missouri was a really quality win for them to get that done, beating eleven and one team. So they're ten and two, and so uh, tomorrow they'll be uh, at the State Farm Center at noon. We'll have that game on the radio. By the way, DWS, your chance to win a pair of tickets to see our planet live in concert, our planet live in concert at the State Farm Center. Monday, March 27, Our Planet Live in Concert, based on the Emmy Award-winning Netflix documentary. And the show will feature a live orchestra and selections from the documentary playing on a large HD screen at the State Farm Center with a live orchestra. Go to WDWS.com to get registered to win. Follow the link on the homepage, WDWS.com, to get registered. And good luck. 1053, some more uh, gifts you should not give for Christmas. An empty picture frame. Some cultures even consider this a bad omen. If you're giving a frame, you better ensure something cool is inside of it. Unless you're in preschool and just made a cool one out of macaroni for your mom, a picture frame is a bad present idea. Besides, how do you know it'll be of use to the recipient or that they like the color and design? The ugly Christmas sweater is not a good gift, they say. Unattractive, bulky, basically useless. It's a one-time use Christmas gift that is easily forgotten and becomes a liability after Christmas Day. Okay. Uh, candles from the dollar store. Nothing says I didn't put any thought into this Christmas present at all than the gift of a scented candle from a discount store. With so many scents out there, picking a scented candle is a pretty personal choice, so it's easy to get a smell the other person hates. It's also the type of debris that litter most people's junk drawers. There's nothing wrong, per se, with candles and ones that smell nice, but they shouldn't be on the list for Christmas gifts. A corny keychain. Most of us have too much bulk in our pockets, and keys are being phased out anyway. If you give someone a keychain as a gift, it'll probably be accepted with a smile because nobody wants to be rude, but the chance it actually ever gets used is extremely low. <laughs> All right, 10.55, here's a break on A Penny for Your Thoughts. Wrap it up after this. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Everywhere Well, if you want some snow for Christmas, I think you'll get it. Take a look at the five How much to be determined? The wind will blow it around some. That's the, the bigger issue, I think, is the wind. Canes and silver lanes that glow 10.58 Twitter's funny. There's all kinds of things about Brett Bielema's new contract, but uh, somebody tweeted out something totally different, said there was a brief time uh, 
in the early 90s, you could pull up beside someone at a red light and ask them for mustard. Remember that? Grey Poupon? But of course. <laughs> There's all kinds of stuff like that out there. Okay, uh, let's see. I'll get to some more of the uh, gifts you shouldn't give tomorrow. We've got some open line time. I'll be with you for an hour and a half tomorrow. And then i got to head to St. Louis for the uh, Bragging Rights game down in St. Louis. So we'll have uh, Mike Hale and Grant Thompson kind of finish out the show for me at the end of the show tomorrow. We'll do the show Thursday morning from St. Louis. I've got Sean Harrington lined up to join us. We'll talk a little bragging rights during the course of the show and whatever else we can line up between now and then. Friday will be a best of show, our tribute to Jim Turpin's show from back in April after Jim had passed away. So we'll do that on Friday. Best of shows next Monday and Tuesday and then back at it in the middle of the week next week. Enjoy the rest of your day and enjoy the day out there. WDWS Champaign-Urbana, thanks for being with us.